Yo, Ridge Wallet. Are you using an old leather wallet? Just stop it. Jussie Smollett. Faker. Liar. Get the new Ridge. That shit is fire. Stop talking about white genocide in South Africa. It might be an issue, but I don't know. It also might be a hysteria. <coughs> Wuhan. Is it a bioweapon? Maybe. But stop your fucking schlepping and get a Ridge wallet. 9-11 didn't happen. The towers are still there. Bird flu and then this bat flu. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the bat flu. I wonder what's next. Well, swine, pig, two of them have been winged animals. Mm-hmm. And then bird flu, I don't think is a mammal. Avian? Swine, yeah, the avian flu wasn't. It, birds aren't mammals, right? They're like something else. Yes. And then swine flu, pigs are mammals, I yes. think. Yes. And then bats are both mammals that are mammals, but they also fly. So it's mm-hmm. like a combination of the two. So the next one is probably going to be an even bigger combination. Yeah. It's going to be like something more common. Um, I yeah. I mean, as far as predicting that, I don't even want to be concerned right now. It's just like, it's just the movement of this virus that is particularly freaky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it incubates for so long before you even show symptoms. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is that people don't understand how masks work. So if you have if you have those N95 masks, they're really great for stopping the spread of the virus. So if you have it and you're coughing, you should definitely consider getting one of those so as to not spew on anything. But if you ha- if you don't have it and you're protecting yourself from it, it's not going to help because it's a virus that's so small. It can get through that mask. Wait, if it can get through when you don't have it, how does it stop it if you do have it? It stops it because if you're coughing, what happens is the droplets from your spit will escape from your mouth unless you're covering your mouth and they can get out onto some surface or whatever. So I was listening to that Joe Rogan today with that doctor who's thoroughly discussing um the coronavirus and he was saying pretty much just breathing is a great way to 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 transfer that to someone else Hmm. well that's unfortunate yeah um Hmm. yeah and it's really freaky right if you use public transit or anything you just really see how poorly people how poor people are about just covering their mouth when they sneeze and when they cough and they they recommend that you don't touch your face as much as you can possibly avoid touching your face do it but even I notice like fuck I touch my face so much like I'll just have a little itch under my eye or or something and then I'm touching my face now you know what I mean I could have touched something gotten in contact with it and now I'm touching my face and no there's a few people I'd know well not well, yeah, a little bit of it I know and just heard about in general that like are getting pink elephant syndrome with it, What's where it's that? like don't touch your face. Pink elephant syndrome, you know, it's like when they like someone tells you don't think about a pink elephant. Oh yeah, yeah, like, and then well, you think about a pink. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, 
they keep hearing, you know, wash your hands all the time and don't touch your face. And, like, now they just want to touch their face, like, all the freaking time. It's like, mm. yeah. So, I don't know how you fight that. Maybe that's just a small amount of cases where it's, like, the, or maybe it's, like, you know, when you just notice something way more often, like, you're noticing. But, I don't know. I guess maybe would gloves, wearing gloves help? I guess it would a little bit. Honestly, I don't know at this point. I just think it's important to wash your hands and and try to, I don't know, I think avoiding the public is really going to be the best way. And I know it's unreasonable because we we do have to go out and we have to do these kinds of things and stuff, but you can still take precautionary measures when you're out. I mean, just don't touch anything. But that's what's scary about going to like a grocery store, right? Someone will touch their face and maybe they'll touch a box and then you'll pick up that box, say it's like mac and cheese or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. how are you supposed to know? And I don't want to be paranoid either. Well, see, but why don't you want to be paranoid? I mean, isn't your health worth it? It is. But I don't want to be, I don't want to be paranoid. I want to be cautious and careful but not paranoid, where where I'm like, oh my god, if I touch this box, I'm going to get it. But it is a possibility. So I don't know. I'm having a hard time tempering my reaction to the problem. Because like I said, as much as I'm, I understand it's a cause for concern, and I'm not denying that, I also don't want to stress myself out in any way to think that I'm going to get it, which also compromises your immune system. Cortisol is not good for your immune system. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe there's a way you can do a little bit of both where it's like, I guess you could just accept that you're going to get it like mentally and then be like, I'm going to get it. But my strategy here is to take as long as possible to get it. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, what is it like you said, like in 18 months to two years, they'll have a vaccine. So just fight another day kind of situation where, you know, just get a bunch of Lysol wipes. Anytime you go to the store and get stuff, as soon as you bring it to the house, just wipe it all down. Dude, did you hear about people spraying their kids down coming back from school with Lysol? I heard about that. I saw a video of like some dude black. Well, I don't know if race really matters, but you know, no, these but they're funny. Funnier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the black dude where he's like spraying Febreze <laughs> on like some dude that's coughing. <laughs> on for wait Febreze. <laughs> yes, that's what makes it even funnier. Like. Oh my god, though. Yeah, like Febreze. I'm sure, like. Yeah, he just had, I just, he probably just used whatever he had on him, but still, that's like, it's hilarious. Like, ah, protect me, spray, spray. Oh, no, I just don't even know. Well, I guess, I mean, in theory, I guess it could be better than nothing. Like, I get where the the mind process is. If you want to spray Lysol, that makes more sense, but like. No, I know it makes more sense, but I get where the mind is working, where. Yeah, yeah. A spray, you know what I mean? It's like, and if you don't have anything, but like, yes, you need like actual disinfecting sprays. (laughs) 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 I don't even know what to say about that. Like, it's so silly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If I can find it, I'll send it to you. But okay. Yeah, but no, that was funny. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what's too much at this point, right? Because it's like, how much of a risk do you want to take here? But I've also heard it's, like, less dangerous than the flu. I don't know if that's still the case, but that's what they were saying. Um, That's not what the doctor said on Rogan. I think it's, 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 like, a lot of people, a lot of doctors and nurses who I've heard talk about this are saying, like, 
it's it's mild. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a winter flu. Again, I think it's just the hysteria surrounding it and just because we don't have the ability to actually combat it in any way where we have a flu vaccine developed because the flu has been around. And corona itself has been around. This is just a mutated version of it and they don't exactly know much about it in the sense that there's something to, to counter it. But I don't know. I, I don't again I don't know how to gauge this myself because you hear the doctors and the nurses talk about it and they're like this is mild it's not that big of a deal it's just like any other flu it's just more severe because we don't know about it and you know yeah. well it's like what Dave was saying on one of the podcasts you probably heard it right where he's like you know imagine if no one knew what the flu was and then mm-hmm. people were like just on the news describing the flu mm-hmm. and you'd be like oh my god we're all gonna die like yeah, but yeah. then it's the flu so I guess maybe the biggest difference is be the newness right like with the flu we've all become like acclimated even though people die all the time from it it's like it's not like global pandemic you know like yeah. we're all gonna die well no they Whereas are call- one- it is a pandemic this is a pandemic it's it's spread in into so many places now you know it is kind of freaky yeah. Le- yeah. again like I-, I said right i'm having issues tempering my concerns because you're hearing you're hearing stories from Italy that are horrific, right? The northern part of Italy is pretty much shut down and on lockdown, and um, it does affect more people with compromised immune systems, obviously, and seniors, mm-hmm. right? So the older you are, the more at risk you are. Um, mm-hmm. Someone like me would be susceptible to it because I I very easily contract um, upper respiratory infections and stuff because I have asthma. And every time you ne- you get pneumonia in life, it just overall compromises um, your immune system. And I've had it twice. I had it twice within a six-month period. Frankly, I haven't actually gotten very sick the last couple of years. Anytime I have, it's just been pretty small symptoms. So I don't know. Maybe Maybe my immune system has improved or something, but I just can't say for Arn. sure. You've been eating, like, hasn't your trajectory, like, in, I don't know exactly what the measure, but, like, let's say the last decade been, like, you've been overall getting healthier? Yeah, yes. I eat healthy, and I think that's definitely something that helps quite a bit. Hmm. Also, it could be. And then I think, have you been at the same level of, like, physical activity this whole time, or have you gotten more physical? Um, well, my job is a lot more physical. I'm not going to the gym as much. I'm probably going once a week now when I'm able to get out there. But because Mm. my my actual job is very physical all day, I would say that generally I'm more physical, right? I have 10 hours a day Mm. that I'm working and I'm always on my feet and moving around, which is awesome. Okay. Well, then, yeah, you, you you may just be healthier now with all the activity and the good eating and stuff. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. I never really considered that. I mean, I should. I should have, but... I mean, if it gets real bad, we can all just go on the carnivore diet, right? Because it cures <laughs> I have been hearing a lot about that, and I follow Michaela Peterson on um, Instagram. And it appears mm-hmm. that it, it's really good for anybody who has, like, autoimmune issues, they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, our, uh, what's her name? Lauren Chen. She did a video about it. Like, she wanted to try it too. She didn't have any autoimmune, but she was having like some weird issues. Like, she was just getting sick a lot more often for some random reason. Mm-hmm. And she was having trouble sleeping and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And apparently, 
for the few months that she's been trying it somewhat on and off, it's been having really good results. So Okay. Yeah. And I think Joe Rogan was having good results too, though. I, d- I didn't I know he exactly was actually he trying was it. Yeah, he did it for the month of January, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, his... What's that disease that makes your skin whiten? Vitiligo? I think so. I think he had that. And apparently it helped, like, it started bringing the color back in that. Like, the first week was tough, apparently, because, like, you know, it messes with your ability to go to the bathroom, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, apparently, it kind <laughs> of regulared. Regulared? Regulared? Anyways. But, yeah. <laughs> apparently, he dropped, like, 12 pounds. He was fitter than he's ever been, and his energy levels were, like, crazy. The only weird thing he said for him was, like, it seemed to make him much more aggressive. Like, that month, he just was more, like, Ur. So, he had to get into the gym a lot more to get that energy out. Yeah. But, overall, he seemed to think it was a good thing. So. Okay. Might be the time. Might be the time. That's very interesting. I had no idea that he was trying that, but I guess cool to know. Yeah. I think he stopped after January, though. I think he just wanted to try it for, like, a month. or Because, mm. like, I think he was concerned about not getting, like, nutrition and, you know, not nutrition vitamins and minerals and stuff that you usually or can't get out of meat so i don't know where he's at right this moment with it but i know he did it for just to see and it seemed to have benefits for that period okay hmm. might be the next craze that's very interesting all right cool well I, you know what anytime you change your diet and you go on like a strict thing whether it's keto or whether it's like um like a full carnivore diet, your body has to just adjust to re- retrieving everything nutritionally from that specific source. It's limited, right? Mm. So, though, mm. <clears throat> so that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's the same thing a little bit with the corona, where you're not really sure what to think of it with nutrition science. Because, mm-hmm. like, what they typically say is like you need to eat a wide variety of, so you can get all these different, you know vitamins and minerals from all these different sources Mm -hmm. you know not there's no one food that has everything i guess no but it feels like a lot of times though in nature there's like lots of animals that just eat their one routine thing and then that's about it you know or like a few things it's not like we have to eat every plant on the earth to get all these like random (laughs) you know amino acids and vitamins that no one's ever heard of but then again we also all developed in like different areas and stuff like you can obviously see it in like our skin colors and facial features Mm -hmm. but i wonder if maybe it goes into like our bellies and stuff and affects like what we're most adapted to eat and drink and stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know because like everyone that i've heard about doing the carnivore diet besides lauren chen but she's half white is white so, I would be curious if there's people doing it that aren't of that background mm-hmm. and see what those results are. Because, like, your people, they have, like, a history of being, like, vegetarian or something, don't they? Right. So, I don't know if that's, like, been adapted into the system where it's, like, it wouldn't work quite as well. Your people. Yes, my people. Mm-hmm. Well, half your people, right? Because I don't know what the other half of your people what they do on that island the fijis yes the fijis <laughs> you just drink water that's like five dollars a bottle okay. no that fiji people don't even drink fiji water that's that's the irony of that they probably just wow. drink normal water like normal people 
Hmm. Wait, wouldn't all their water be Fiji water, or does Fiji water have like some like? Does it come from like a specific specific? Oh, spot? it's just a bloody brand. You could be right, though. Sometimes I feel like you can taste the difference in water. Like, yeah, I mean, there's some differences in like minerals and stuff, which is what I think you're tasting in different kind of water, but. Well, that's the Fiji thing, right? Like, I, it's been a while, but I thought I saw, like, a commercial or something where, like, you know, they get their water that comes from this specific waterfall, and because it comes from this waterfall, it erodes this rock, and because it erodes this rock, it has these minerals, blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow, you've done a lot of research on this. Definitely more than I would ever consider doing, because I was not that interested. But I do like Fiji, the occasional Fiji water here and there. Yeah. No. Yeah. Some of them, and I know there's, like, alkaline and... I forget the other one, like alkalizing water and all that stuff, where they have like electrolytes and all these extra stuff. So I guess there's subtle enough differences in the water that it can affect taste, but it definitely can affect performance of what I don't know. I don't this know. is the crazy thing about living in 2020. There's too much freaking variety. Yeah, water really used is. to be water, and now it's like, well, what type of water? I feel like I get option paralysis so much more lately than I ever have before. So like with buying just with something simple, like buying these wireless Bluetooth headphones, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't have the time to do all the research to find what's going to give me the best value for the best price. So you just type that shit into Google. Thank goodness for Google, right? Because Google's like, hey, here's a list. Go to Amazon, type this in. You'll see the top five rated. And that makes it easier okay. for me. Yeah, to see what everyone else is saying, kind of crowdsource the decision. Yeah. Well, if most people are these, then oh, like, Yeah, right? It's nice because it goes by the reviews. So, like, people who actually use the product who know whether it's actually something that works um, well will we'll provide feedback, and that feedback is really, really valuable and useful. I love that. So I've just started to realize, like, when I make purchases on Amazon, I don't often leave reviews, and I really, really should um, because they're just they're quite useful for other people because other people's reviews are very useful to me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of typical where it's like it's like some weird Pareto thing where, like, 80% of the people that use it don't leave a review, and it's, like, the 20% that do that kind of influence it. And then I think also with reviews and stuff, it's always lopsided to the negative. So it's like, you know, if you had like a really positive experience, I'm, well, it's like if you had like a, a an experience that you expected or slightly good, you'll be happy and you'll move on. Right. But yeah. if it's even a little bit bad or terrible, like you're like, this is what this company did. Yeah. And then it's like. Yes, exactly. So. The reviews are always lopsided <laughs> like that. You funny. <laughs> two ways, two ways. But yeah, so but no, there's like a lot of good reviews on Amazon. So I don't know how they incentivize people to do that. Well, I know like a certain creators, they'll just ask you, and then you like them enough. So, well, it was a good experience, and usually I wouldn't write anything, but because I like this guy, yeah, I'm gonna be like da 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 da. -da. But that's weird, too, because, like, when you were mentioning it, my instant reflex was to go to YouTube. But I guess yours was to go to Google and Amazon to figure it out. Because I would have just found, like, a good YouTuber, and he'd probably go through, well, this headphones are good for these, and those are good for that, and then... I mean, I guess it's essentially the same thing. It's just the presentation of the information that's different, right? And, like, I guess more of a, whether you have a connection to 
the person or not. Like what's important to me in that case is more the information than who's presenting it to me or how it's presented. Well, I think my reflex for that, it's not necessarily, well, the presentation probably helps because you can like, you get, you can do video, you can do audio and then, so there's that difference. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it's just, I think I know some, not, I don't know. How would I put it? There's tech people that I have a feeling like I can trust. So I guess my reflex is like, well, these people I feel like know about tech and they will guide me well. Okay, so like, for example, like Linus Tech Tips type thing, right? Like if you're buying a computer or something. Yeah, like um, when you said it, I was thinking of like uh, MKBHD just because maybe I've just watched enough of his content. Dude, I don't even know who that is. You don't know MKB? He's like the biggest tech YouTuber, I feel like, or one of the biggest ones. I think his actual name is like Marquez Brownlee, but I know him as MKBHD. Mm. So, what's your plan for the rest of the evening? I don't know. Well, at some point, I figured I'm pretty sure I'm going to be staying up late today. So, I figured originally I was going to get some like stuff done around the house, you know, fix stuff up, take a shower, all that. Clean your room. Yeah. Yeah. But. I was half considering. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it at the beginning right now mm-hmm. or do it later. So The beginning? It's like nighttime now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, well, I'm going to be up for, like, the next 12 hours, I imagine. Wow. Why? That's just where I'm at in my life. Right now. Oh, that's so unhealthy. How do you, how do you like, function? Are you going to sleep after that? Not sure. Huh. I haven't, I'm either going to like just go full like 16, 18 hours or I might take a nap. I'm not really sure yet. So I got something I need to do in about 10 hours. And then after that, it's kind of whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, then. You know, it could be daytime where I'm at, for all you know, okay? I could be like on the other side of the world, right? I don't believe it. I think you're in the States, but whatever. Whatever you say. Fuck, I just touched my face again. Well, hopefully you've already Purelled and Lysoled your whole house, so that's not an issue. So what I need to do is I actually do need to wipe down everything, though, with, like, like those um, sanitary wipes. Like, I have a... I have Lysol, and I wipe the counters down, but still, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just... I'm not bringing in anything that I know of, or if I have, it's a bit too late now, but in my yeah. house, I'm pretty I, comfortable with, with like, everything. That's good. I mean, as long as you don't have, like, too many peoples or coming in and out, and if, as long as you know what you're doing after you get back into the house. It's like, I, I feel like it's probably overkill, but I almost imagine, like, you could have, like, some Lysol wipes waiting at your door. So as soon as you enter, you just, like, wipe yourself down. Like, maybe not the skin, obviously, but, like, you know, your coat and anything that might have touched anything. But I don't know if that's more panic than caution. I feel like I should just wear a hazmat suit everywhere. <laughs> you could do that. Maybe that's what time it is. <sighs> I don't know, right? Because, like, you know, if you jump ahead a year and it's like, so this is the end of the world, you're going to feel really dumb for not doing 
But if you jump ahead a year and everything goes back to normal, it's going to be like, wow, look how silly I was. This is how I feel. I feel like unless it's to protect someone else from getting it, like if I have it, I'll make sure once I find out I have it that whatever I can do once I find out I have it, I will quarantine myself and prevent myself from sharing it. But I don't want I don't want to be so paranoid that if I go out, I feel like I need to wear a hazmat suit or something like this. Yes, I'll wash my hands and I'll do the regular things that I'm going to need to do. But at the end of the day, if I get it, I get it. And uh, I've had a good run. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at in life. And if I die, I die. Like, that's just how it goes. You know, people are freaking out. Oh, my God, people are going to die. It's like, yeah. That's that's a thing that happens every day. Uh, 150,000 people, I think, last year died of the flu. Um, I just can't... I can't just stop being a person because of a yeah. virus, right? Like, if it's going to get me, it's going to get me. It's This is still a I Darwinian mean... world we live in. And uh, if your body is not going to manufacture the antibodies and have the strength to combat a virus like this, well, too fucking bad. I mean, I get that, kind of, but I feel like... Is that nihilistic? Do you think that's nihilistic? I just feel like that's a realistic approach to the situation. I don't want to be worried where I'm meticulously planning every step of my day, planning my outfits, and, and like, where... I'm planning my outfits, that sounds so stupid, but, like thinking I need to wear a hazmat suit and wear gloves and, like, fucking safety goggles and whatever the fuck else, you know? But you say that, but, like, I mean, you kind like, when, like, especially when you're saying planning your outfits, like, you kind of already do that, right? It's just, it's it's aimed at a different aim. Yeah, it's to look cute. (laughs) I'm not going to purchase a hazmat suit. If the government wants to provide me with one, okay, fine. But. I mean. Yes, but like I don't know, right? Because like I feel like living is preferable to dying, but then I also get how like you know there's some lives that are it would be better to die than live them. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what you're kind of pointing at. Like if I have to do X, X, and Y, but uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I just think, regardless of how I feel about life or death. Things are going to kill people, and that's just how it goes. I'm just not very attached to the idea of death where it's like, oh, no, living is better than dying. Living is a thing. Dying is a thing. I have to do both. I don't get to decide when the second one happens anyway, so I've just accepted that it's a possibility. It's a possibility every day. I could get by a bus tomorrow. Then what? Yeah. Right? But it's like, you know, there's... it's This is preventable. Influence. Like, this is something that I could be cautious about, is what you're saying. is like, yeah. I have agency to prevent this from happening. And I agree with you, I do. And what I'm saying mm. is, I'll wash my hands, I'll do the thing. If I know I have it, I'll make sure I do what I can to prevent other people from getting it from me. But, you know, as far as, like, being out in public and having to go get groceries and doing normal human things that we do, mm. I... I I don't want to be overly concerned. Like, I just, I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. I guess for you, you kind of either have a fuzzy or hard line of this is where the cost-benefit analysis is. Where, Mm -hmm. like, I'll do this, this, and this, and it's not to drastically reduce the quality of my life. But Mm -hmm. if I have to walk around in a hazmat suit, then I'd rather die, basically. Yeah. 
I mean... I don't, I don't know if I'd say I'd rather die than wear a hazmat suit. I'm saying if it gets to a point where where it's being advised to wear a hazmat suit, then fine. But right now, as we stand, it's not as big of a threat as is being pushed out in the media and as it is being hyped up by just regular people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So, again, if the CDC is like, look, we recommend that if you go out, you wear a hazmat suit, fine. No problem. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, right? Like, so, okay. So I was there. How do I put it? I don't necessarily trust that all these institutions are independently independent enough to say something like that for just your health benefits. Or if they're, if they are doing it only for your health benefits, they might be looking in a much wider way that feels suspicious. Mm. And I don't know how to say that better. So, like, I was listening to a, I guess, podcast, and someone was talking about the problem, like, when the CDC was first, like, you know, starting to talk about the coronavirus stuff, they would mention things that didn't seem very necessary as far as, like, you know, keeping people healthy. Like, talking about, we don't want to be racist to the Chinese. Like, oh. I don't know how much of a concern that I did actually hear about you. that, too. And I'm not really concerned about anything other than how this yeah. virus but is see, traveling like, but, and stuff. Yeah. Well, okay, wait, you cut off a little bit there. So I think you might have. What'd you say? Could you repeat that? <clears throat> I'm not concerned about mm. any other details about this virus except where it's traveling, how quickly it's traveling, and mm. if there's anything that can counter it. Okay. Right. So then, like, yeah, I think we're yeah we're on a similar pace there. But it, to me, it's a little concerning that they would waste time or energy when they're supposed to be concerned about literally everything you just stated there, and they're going, they're taking time and energy to talk about racism. Yeah, but, but then who's on top they? Of that, who's they? Like the person that's doing the messaging, like you know, when the CDC or the WHO or like officials that are supposed to be like basically knowing about this stuff and telling you what to think about it. Mm-hmm. they're talking about that that's a little bit of a problem mm-hmm. and then also when they start getting into like economic stuff like you know uh we don't need to panic right because uh it could like lower gdp or something mm-hmm. or where it's something like that's the implication it doesn't feel like they have the pure not motives exactly but it feels like they're they have conflicting goals there like the cdc should be or like these kind of organizations it should just be about what you need to be healthy and what we need to do as a society to be healthy right when they're talking about you know well we don't want to do this because it's going to affect gdp like in the grand sense i could see how like you know if we don't have as much economic activity and enough innovation and blah 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 blah, it could affect our ability to fight this Mm -hmm. but if i'm looking much more local it feels like you have conflicting interests Mm -hmm. there and so like the racism thing and the economic thing that podcast made it sound like why are you talking about this? This is not supposed to be a concern. Tell us no. how to be healthy. Tell mm-hmm. us how to not die. Yeah, but that's why you got to purchase and have a subscription to Sirius XM and talk to pe- or listen to people who are serious about these, these things, right? It's, it's a f- hot topic to talk about right now. Um, and I think that uh, just everybody talking about the same, hitting the same note with Corona is going to get boring. So maybe they're trying to be different and maybe innovative in the perspective that they're trying to bring to the coronavirus because obviously the economy is taking a hit right i think there was Mm -hmm. the biggest stock market crash in like the longest time on tuesday on tuesday 
It was day before yesterday or something. Um, Tuesday or Thursday. I think there it's had up and downs, but whenever, I guess it, it might have been this morning actually, because like Trump did his address last night, didn't he? Yeah, and he's trying to say that everything is fine, which certainly is not the correct course of action either. So there's a there's a response in between everybody freak out and everything is fine. That's much more appropriate. And like the only people that seem to be hitting that measured and balanced response are doctors. Um, mm. and, and they recommend the same thing. You know, this doctor who was talking on Joe Rogan, and these doctors on that doctor radio podcast I was telling you about, they're all saying, and I just touched my face again, don't touch your face, wash your hands. If you're going in public, make sure your hands are washed. Try not to cough and touch anything. Try to cough into your arm. Like just basic practices, basic basic practices of courtesy when you're in public. And if you sneeze or you cough or whatever it is, you just don't want to spit anywhere or spread anything via that medium so you have to be extra careful but it's very challenging right like as i said they tell you not to touch your face but if my face is itchy or or if my eye is itchy or something how can you not like it's just instinct instinctual to like t touch your face instinctive hmm. instinctual what's the right word instinctual instinctive is definitely the right word i don't know if instinctual isn't is it instinctive like that one, I'm very confident in, but I don't know if instinctual you could also use it. Okay, I'm gonna look like, on the dictionary because I've I I always interchange those words. But instinctive is a noun, I think. Of relating to or of the nature of instincts, that's instinctive. Let's see if instinctual is a word. Oh, that's a word too. Oh, it's the same <laughs> definition of relating to or of the nature of instinct. Okay, so I suppose... Are they, oh, look, are they so, both adjectives? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and related forms. Instinctively, instinctually, half-instinctive. Half-instinctively. Okay, well, that's weird. But I guess you can use those two words interchangeably, and I wasn't necessarily incorrect. So cool. Yeah. I always like that. I always like when I don't fuck up the language. <laughs> You ever worry about that? Like not being an effective communicator? That shit freaks me out. I don't like to be inaccurate or be super cloudy. The only time I'm super cloudy is when I use the word weird. What is your relationship to the word weird? Weird? Yeah. What do you mean, me personally? Yeah. What's uh, your relationship with the word weird? Is it too vague? I mean, it. I don't recall an instance where I used it and I didn't it was doing the job so i don't i guess not like what do you mean like maybe i'm not entirely sure what i mean i was just curious what your relationship with the word weird is whatever that means to you or wherever that goes is up to you i just have the question uh, i'm looking well, you for the for, answer uh well when i use weird i usually just means it's out of the norm right. at least in my experience right yeah, that's usually just, what I think of it, too. Yeah. yeah, I guess it would almost be synonymous with saying, like, I'm not used to that. That's weird. I'm not used to that. That's weird. So weird. So oh, I used to love that show. What weird? What What weird? What show? <laughs> so weird. I think it was on Disney or something. That was a show? I didn't know that. You're slacking, bro. 
Slack. And I it's had, on Disney Plus. Dude, I haven't. I have Disney Plus. I pay for the subscription. Are I'm you just, happy with that? Yeah, I'm waiting for the Mandalorian season two. Oh, you have to yeah. wait till like next year, I know. and maybe longer with this bullcrap. Oh, that's true. I'm actually. That means Stranger Things might be postponed longer too, and that's not even coming out till next year as well. Well, I know Stranger Things has like these long gaps between seasons. Is it just because it takes so long to figure it out, or is everybody so busy? Or um, there's a lot of special effects in that show, and if you watch it, you'll see that they're obviously super advanced. Okay, you so never, you never saw it, like... obviously. No. So, I was. It's in my queue to watch one day. But so the monster in this mo- in this show, hmm. not only does it move in a very weird way, but its entire body is made of moving parts. Hmm. So that in and of itself probably takes so long to render and actually use, hmm. create whatever you want to say. Um, I'm assuming that that's mostly what it is. I, d- I highly doubt any of the actual filming and stuff is as difficult as the the computer generated animation um but or getting the plot and stuff that's what i was thinking like as far as like plotting the season and getting like i didn't know if it was like a really big creative endeavor to you know make sure everything's airtight and make sure there's no plot holes and progress the story it's forward airtight, of- um thus far i actually i i'm very biased though i really like that show um, I don't think there's a level at which that show is not good to to ingest as a form of entertainment. That's high praise. I might have to check it out here. Yeah. Let me see. It's so good. Wow. If you liked, um, you know, the cutest thing about Boy Meets World was like the relationships between everybody and how great of friends they were and all that kind of stuff. This is mm-hmm. really great for that. So if you like... If you like the interaction between the characters and like just these, this group of friends is so cute. Um, and people in this show, characters in this show become friends that you wouldn't expect and everybody just kind of comes together and it just, it's so well done. The relationships are so well depicted and they're so cute. There's so many cute touches and it's, it's very 80s heavy, right? So that makes it even mm. cuter because there's like a, there's a real thick fog of nostalgia that's just, it hits you in the face and you're like, oh my God, I love this. The soundtrack is great. The the perms and the outfits and the neighborhood and just everything. It really gives you a feel. It really puts you in that place, in that time period. It's effective. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. I might have to check it out. Though it's been a while since I've seen a lot of 80s stuff. I feel like 90s is more... That's more Where a lot of... Yeah. Well, not... Well, a little bit more my thing, but also I was going to... Where current year, the focus has been... Like, if you're going to be doing something nostalgic in 2020 or the last five years, it's always been directed towards the 90s, it felt Mm. like. But there have been hints of 80s and stuff. Like, there's a show called The Goldbergs that I was watching for a little while. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of 80s nostalgia in that show. But it seemed a little, I don't want to say out of place, but unique for doing that. Unique. Unique. I actually had a classmate named Unique. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yes. 
What's the weirdest name that you've ever come across? Like the most out of the ordinary, out of the norm name. If you can mm. remember it. I mean, it's not that weird. Like, okay, so I remember a name, but the name was weird to me at the time. But looking back, it's not as weird as it felt like when I first encountered it. Okay. And her name was Mahogany. That's pretty. So, yeah. Is that a cat I hear? No. Are you lying? Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to hide your cat now, too? There's a joke there. But I'm not gonna. Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't know foxes were allowed to have cats. I thought they ate them. No, okay. They're actually a distant cousin of ours. Oh yeah. Like mine's over here. Like yeah, it's like trying to bum me for some food. I'm like, <laughs> bro, catch your own field mice, all right? That's funny. Yeah. <sighs> oh, the cat whisper. I guess. No, I think this cat just doesn't give enough. So doesn't just... give enough. So there's this cool feature. Are you on your phone right now? No. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and test this feature with you. It's a oh, yeah. go live feature in the in the new Discord update. So tell me if you see anything. Um yeah, let's do that. Let's go live here. Tell me if you can see that. Can you see it? Hold on, I have to join your stream. Yes, I see you. You see uh, me? Yes. Do you see you? Um, I mean, I see my little Yeah, that's what I mean, obviously. I think that's the most I'm ever going to get of you. But that's really cool. So I was, I had just, um, I, I guess my computer restarted and did an update. And mm. uh, it updated everything else when I turned when I turned it back on. And now you can go live by screen sharing right into the Discord, which is kind of cool, right? Because if I'm recording something, I can just go live in here. But I think mm -hmm. it's only going to show the recording process like this. Like you can see this, right? Like you, but you can also yeah. see all the controls and everything. It's not just the video you're seeing. Yeah. Well, I think you can share... Because this has been around for a little bit, but it might have been in beta up until now. Because I've been yeah, using it mostly like to Look watch up there. The, New right. features. Server screen share was born. We quietly added this feature to go live a few months back and are ready to show it off to the world. When hanging out in voice, hit the small icon that looks like a computer with an arrow and share your screen in your server up to 10 people. <laughs> yeah, I think there's an option for just the window and then one for your screen. So there might be a way to do it where it's just the video if you wanted it. I don't think so because if I'm if I'm recording using Streamlabs, mm -hmm. um, I can't. I don't think I can full screen this actually. Like I I can't full screen the video so that it's not. I can just make it a little bit bigger. That's about it. Mm -hmm. But unless it's like, mm. we just your stream is still running. We've just paused this preview to save your resources. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and when it pauses for you, I guess it pauses for me too. Oh, it's That's still pausing thing. for you? I think so. Like, can you make it do that again? Or like, we just paused it to save your resources? Um, I didn't do any, or maybe because I'm out of the program. Oh, there it is. I see. So when I'm, when I'm clicked out of Discord, it'll pause it for me. Like the preview will pause, mm -hmm. 
But if you have mm-hmm. the stream full screen, it will not pause. You know what I'm saying? I think so. Okay. It's weird because I can see your mouth moving, but I'm hearing you before. So it's a little out of sync. Okay. And you can actually pop it out too, which I is kind of cool. Pop it up, pop it up, pop it up. I want it to be smaller though. I don't want it like this. Oh, I want to go back to the chat. How do I do that? Oh, like this. I see. So there's a delay, obviously, to you then. Yeah, but I think it's better right at this moment. So it's right now, it's almost pretty much in sync. Or it's better than it was a few seconds ago. Oh, this light is like super bright, huh? It's like washing me out. There. Then I look like a sick. I look sick. <laughs> I'm super pale so right now. I'm so pale right now. Mm, I guess. It's <laughs> kind of hard to tell. Okay. <gasps> I can't believe you've been stealing my voice this whole time. Yeah. Violated. I mean, I kind of knew when you said I should be recording. Like, in my head, I was like, she's going to press record. Of course. I always feel yeah. like I miss out so much every time you and I have a conversation because we always have good flow in conversations and then I'm like why the fuck didn't I record that so I think what I'm going to start doing is if I'm ever in here and if anybody ever comes in here anymore because I don't know if you've noticed but discord is kind of a graveyard lately um people are just kind of over it not that that's a bad thing I think it's a, a sign of health that people are out and they're they're out in the world and doing things and not spending all their time on the internet but you know um I miss it too it was nice. Well, when everybody was you mean your server specifically, or do you mean Discord? In- I don't know about Discord in general. I know my usage has has um, severely decreased, but I mean, mm. I popped in the politics server the other day, last week, and um, they were popping in there. Did, I think I talked to you, didn't I? They were having a karaoke night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so fun! Like, I was quite surprised that there were people who were like down to sing and stuff do you remember when um uh what's his name what is that guy's name john john francois gary Bay. remember oh jfp yeah Yeah. do you remember he was doing karaoke for a while like on his channel and people would like request songs and super chat him to do it (laughs) so funny I mean, when you got an accent like that, you got to show it up. Yeah, I think it, I thought it was fun. I mean, I was like, wow, he's really bad, but people liked it because it's fun, right? It's different. It's different from the regular well, world politics talk and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wait, when you say bad, do you mean like he's bad at singing or bad as like views? Um, bad at singing. He's not a, he okay. cannot sing. Well, see, yeah, but that's like the beauty of karaoke, I feel like. Like, I feel like, I say I feel like a lot. I feel like I feel like I say a lot. But that aside, um, the, I think that's the fun of karaoke because I don't think a lot of people can sing that well. But mm-hmm. like, it's a space where you can just kind of like dance like no one's looking, but I guess yeah. sing like no one's looking. Yeah, I think it takes guts I mean, though. It's 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 challenging. I I get really shy when I sing. I'm trying to break free from that. Like I told you, right? I'm, I was sending Sean um, voice clips today because I want to cover this song. And he's like playing guitar and I'm like, ah, oh, this is like the best ever. And I really need to get over it. But I I really need to be in a place where I feel safe in order to share that and like just go all out and sing. I, it's 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 always made me nervous and shy. 
Which you wouldn't think, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm not generally a shy person, but... Yeah. I wonder why it is that... Is, like, singing personal to you? Kind but of. You seem to... Okay. I don't know. It's, always... it's, I, don't, I don't understand how to explain it to you or put it into words for you because, like, sometimes if I'm just around, I'll sing. It just mm -hmm. happens, right? But then if I notice anyone's listening, I just get, like... Like it's mm. weird like bashful i guess i don't know but do you do that with anything else because like i feel like my experience with you is like that's the opposite of what i expect from you like all the time right it's just singing it's just singing yeah hmm. it's always kind of been a i only do it by myself when i'm like in the shower when i'm at home and nobody can listen so it's weird there's something there's some sort of block with me and being performative like when i'm talking i don't feel like i'm being performative i'm just talking right but mm. when i'm singing i just feel like there's a performative aspect that maybe i'm not entirely comfortable with and you know i've i've been in musicals in school and stuff and i was the lead role and that was really nerve-wracking for me and i always sang the national anthem at school assemblies um like well, I don't know how y'all do school assemblies up there, but do you mean like you got up in front and like led the national anthem or do you mean like everybody no, was myself. there and everybody was sick? Everybody was there oh. and I was in front of the whole school in the gymnasium singing the national anthem to get the assembly started. Hmm. Yeah. Did you do that just like once or was it like every day, week? Um, I think we had assemblies like once every couple months or so. In grade 12, it was, um, I was always the one singing. Yeah. And you, were you shy when you were doing that? Because I, I would imagine if you keep doing something like Super that, nervous. it helps get over. Super, Super nervous. nervous. Um, but I felt pretty comfortable with that. That's a really easy remedial kind of tune to sing. Hmm. It's not like it requires any emotion or any kind of performance. You kind of have to like not perform. You know, you just kind of got to sing out of respect or whatever. You're not going to you're not going to pull a Fergie at the NBA All-Star game singing the national mm. anthem, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder what that is. So the thing that makes you nervous is like that you have to be entertaining or like capture people's like they need to actually be looking at you. I no, I don't feel any of that. I'd prefer if nobody looked at me, period. <laughs> I don't know. I always just felt like if I was going to sing, there would be somebody who encouraged me to kind of do it. I'd, I'm not really sure. Maybe I just want some Sunny and Cher kind of deal because you know me. I'm super gay like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's so weird. I guess, well, you did say you don't notice when people you in real life. When people what? Sorry? Then... I think I heard you saying once, like, you don't notice when people notice you in real life. Then I feel like I've also seen you just, like, running, going up to people randomly and being like, hi. I've done like, that, too. Yeah. See, so it's like, that doesn't make sense in a way in my brain. I'm, like, I'm very, I think I'm just a person who's full of contradictions. And I, hmm. I'm not giving you a dishonest account of what's happening around me and how I interact with my, my, my meat space life. But... Hmm. I think I'm I'm more spontaneous and I just if I feel like doing something I do it if I don't feel like doing it I don't do it I don't 
I shouldn't even solidly say like, oh, I don't like this or don't like that because there might be some context in which I do and some context in which I don't. It just really, it all depends on how I'm feeling at the time. It's all a mood thing. It's a mood. You understand, right? I think so, yeah. It's just going with what flows. Yeah. But it is something I'd like to do more of. And I think it's, uh, I've always really loved um, how Sean plays guitar and like just the way his music is. Like it's very raw Mm -hmm. and uh, it sounds, you know, it's not like super overproduced shit. You know what I mean? It just sounds, it just has like a very natural sound to it and I really like it. So I think, I think it'll be a fun collaborative experiment to kind of, see how it goes and it's also really cute because he's just blown away when i like send him stuff and i'm like oh my god (laughs) please don't say anymore no keep going keep going keep going (laughs) don't (laughs) say anymore yeah it's like oh no you're too kind no you don't have to say that but then secretly you're like no 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 the thing is like i know i have a good voice i'm not i'm not like my self-esteem with that whole thing is not the issue I don't really understand what it is that prevents me from singing more, to be honest, because um, I I sing a lot when I'm alone. It's just something that I find super therapeutic. And in the shower, I like to perform and like hold up the shampoo bottle and like go crazy, oh. you know. <laughs> so I wonder if there's like a connection between like singing and like being naked, I guess. Like, yeah hey that's interesting like, yeah it is i think there there's definitely something about that so like there was one thing that i was i can't remember who i was talking about this with but like you know how for like men to attract women i think like funniness is a huge thing mm-hmm. i think with women i think one of those qualities is definitely having uh, a melodic voice yeah you know well i mean the siren right as like a mythic yeah, yes. character right you got it you got it she lulls you with the voice mm-hmm. calling you to your doom just yeah. crash on the rock siren succubus i mean whatever term you want to use well i think succubus has less to do with singing i know i know activities. i know but yeah well i mean well if you're gonna go that broad siren succubus medusa all the crazy ladies mm-hmm yeah, but I think yeah, I think you're right about like there's something about a melodic voice that's like almost got like a hypnotizing effect. Yeah, that just kind of draws you like a magnet. Yeah, and I like I think that's why Billie Eilish is super popular, right? She has kind of like that ASMR hypnotic thing going about her, mm-hmm. and when she sings, like her voice is very compelling because it's like it's like whispery, and there's something about it, you know. Well, truthfully, I haven't listened to too much of Billie Eilish, so I've not enough to like be able to remember her voice off the top of my head. Like, mm-hmm. I think I heard that song she did with Justin Bieber, "Bad Guy," but I think I heard that once, and then that's. I think I heard her new single for the 007 movie, once, but oh, she did a new single for the 007 movie. Yeah, it's gonna be the lead. You know, how, like the 007, they all have like, uh, like um. Uh, I forget which one it was, but Adele did one. Yes, for, Adele like, did one of the one. 007. 
Yeah. So like they all have like a song that like kind of captures the title or the movie or whatever. Skyfall and, yeah. was Adele, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So she had Skyfall and I yeah. So I think the new 007 is No Time to Die. So I guess Billie Eilish's song is called No Time. Okay. That's, but, oh, fun. I like no. that. Mm. But they said they're pushing that movie back, like, by eight months, I think, now, so. Is that the one with the female, detect the female agent, the female 007? Well, I don't know if she's 007, but yeah, like, where originally they were talking about replacing James Bond with her or 007 with her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's in there, so that'll be fun. Okay. I swear... I hate this era of, like, movies and TV. Why? Because I don't know, but I've noticed that I'm becoming increasingly more racist and sexist, I guess. What? Like, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, the best way that I can think of, like, I used to understand the argument for affirmative action. You know how people would say the problem with affirmative action is? Like, everyone, like, secretly suspects that it's just, like, an affirmative action hire, like, they didn't actually deserve to be there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, it would be in the back of your mind. I understood that at an intellectual level, but I don't know if I, so I sympathized with it, but I didn't really like empathize. But now I kind of empathize with it because literally any time now, if it's like a movie or a TV show, if I see like a person of color or a woman, I can feel my body physically like clenching, I guess, or like getting ready to like go into fight or flight mode. And, like, you know what I mean? Does that make mm. sense? Like, Yeah, it's because like, it feels more forced than it does natural. Is that what, what you're kind of getting at? Like, they're only giving people s- certain roles and stuff to accommodate, like, all the, the political views that people have about those things. Yeah, or they've done it enough across so many of these movies and TV shows. Like, it's built a response in me or a habit. Like, anytime yeah. I see it, like, it's a visual. It's going to, here it comes again, right? Like, so instinctively if i see a woman or a woman of color or a person of color or any of the things that they like to throw at you in those kind of like more propagandy movies yes. i can feel my body just reflexively starting off like erg you know yeah, like ready to like fight or defend it's been like two years of getting beaten down by the media of creating the problem of racism and you notice that, hey, there are actually things that exist that accommodate everybody. And, like, the the involvement of every race or whatever is proportionate to the amount that there is in the population. But now you're making me feel like I'm incorrect and you're telling me that there's racism and exclusion. And every time you see that there is inclusion now, and it's not inclusion, it's simply for brownie points, right? Like, it's it's mm. just to appease the views that are incorrect, the premises that are false to begin with. And I think that is kind of infuriating. Like it's not, it's not genuine, right? Like if you want to have, it's kind of like, oh, we need to have a female Ghostbusters or we need to have a female version of this. We need to have a female version of that just because there are complaints now that there's, there's feminist issues or whatever the heck. And it is kind of infuriating. It takes away from the, it takes away from the actual work or from the actual creative endeavor to simply make something surrounding an issue that less and less people can relate to. Yes. As opposed to no. making it about the creative endeavor, it's about making it about the political thing that now the creative endeavor has to work around. Yeah. 
Well, that's what I I think I heard Jordan Peterson or someone say like that's the difference between propaganda with art. You start off with the creative process, and then like as the artist, right? Like you're yeah. not really sure. Kind of have like this idea or whatever, and the movie or the song or the picture is your exploration of it. Versus mm-hmm. in propaganda, you start off with this is what we want people to think, right. and then you make something to convey think this. Yes, right? exactly. You got it. And if yeah, so in my mind now, like at least I don't. It's a little bit in books, but mostly in like TV and movies. If I see any of those categories that they're always trying to push at you, it just always I can feel it in my. It's built into my body now it's to contrived. reflexively be. Yeah, of course, yes. right? I, I, like. I don't react generally well to things that are contrived. Like it was kind of like I was, I was thinking about SNL. I I haven't watched SNL in years, and I just decided to check out recently, which isn't even that recent, that Eddie Murphy episode because he popped in to SNL. Yeah, I think I saw the monologue for that. Yeah, and you know, I watched his little segment, and I watched a, a couple segments from that episode, and I just, I'm not impressed with the idea that. You know, there's a laugh track, and then the the comedians who are performing, if you even want to call them comedians, like they have this weird fake laughter that they do after a joke. It's like it's, it it functions like a laugh track. They're telling you what is supposed to be funny instead of allowing you to determine that on your own. Yeah, I don't I don't no, like that yeah, kind of stuff either. I find that so incredible. That's why I hate the Big Bang Theory. It's not funny. If you're telling me what I think is funny and it's not funny, that just makes it even worse. Hmm. Well, see, that's weird, right? Because I saw actually a YouTube video about the Big Bang Theory one, so I kind of get it. For me, it's a little bit different. And it might just be because I don't have, like, your high senses of comedy because, you know, you're such a... Yeah, uh, I'm a snob. A connoisseur of comedy. I'm a snob when it comes to comedy, for sure. Yeah. So you just might be better equipped for that like i've laughed at things at the big bang theory and i'm properly ashamed for it i'm not saying that i haven't you know what i mean i'm not saying that i haven't but that that particular style wears down very quick like it has its moments in the beginning and then as you continue to watch it and you recognize the formula of it it just gets more and more difficult for me to watch i don't see that as particularly creative maybe the writing is creative or whatever the writing it like having a laugh track and telling people what is funny takes away from the people who are being creative and writing whatever they're writing, right? They don't, they're not getting honest feedback about whether what they're writing is actually funny because they're putting in a laugh track. So you know where you're supposed to laugh. (coughs) Well, and I don't even know if it's, well, there's like a subtlety with a lot of the laugh track shows where at least originally, I think it's supposed to help you. Well, I don't want to say help you. It, I think, you know how like there's a sheep mentality and a good amount of people, depending? I think it's that, right? It le- it helps you figure out what's funny. Because the original laugh track was just like a live audience. People would just laugh when they thought something was funny. So it's a more contrived version, I guess, of what you're saying. But because there's so many shows that I watched that did have like laugh tracks, like Fred, well, at least live audiences, like Fresh Bel Air. Or home improvement okay, but stuff. but a live audience and, is different. I don't. I don't even think I mind that very much. Well, okay, but you know how Lily Singh had a live. She had her little late night show or whatever. Oh my god! Her Do I ever? Yeah. So she had a live audience too, right? But then the thing with live audiences that feels like it's more contrived, like how you're, they'll have 
that light up above them, and it tells you when you're supposed to like laugh or what. Oh, so yeah. then I, you know, so I so I guess if you, the audience isn't given that signal and they laugh anyways, that's like a good honest like laughter. Mm-hmm. But if they have that, then it kind of turns it also contrived. Yeah. And I know I'm fairly sure I've heard that Lily Singh show is nothing but that light going off at the end of her show. Yeah, that's she's pretty brutal. I find her incredibly difficult to listen to. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen much of her. I just have like a general negative opinion from her going all SJW on but she hates white people. From what I, <laughs> it definitely feels like it. Yeah. But I think I heard between Lauren Chen and then this dude named Def Noodles who came I came across. Def Noodles. Def Noodles. He kinda looks like a Asian Steven Crowder, which is kinda interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great. I'm trying to picture it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll send you the video. He did one about Lily Singh's show. Two of them and her him and Lauren Chen. Her comedy is more the way they describe it is for like eight and nine year olds. Yeah. Like that kind of physical Looney Tunes kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. And so I guess maybe the problem isn't that she's not funny. It's just she's funny for this demographic, this type of humor. Right. That but, kinda, then, but then you can't say someone's before. generally funny. But I guess I guess like every art form, that's very subjective, right? Like what's funny. So like even no. even saying something like Louis C.K. is one of the funniest people alive, um, hmm. that's obviously substantiated by just how many people think so. But at the same time, there's also many many people who think the opposite. So it's very difficult to, I guess, to say in a more general sense if someone is funny. Yeah. Well, I think it's you. I don't think you can say something is like objectively funny. Yeah. But I think you can. People are tempted to say it when something is intersubjectively considered that right when a good large people all have the same subjective opinion mm-hmm. that this person is funny then yeah. it's like it almost feels like it's objective right like if yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. this is funny but it would certainly suit my case right to say lots of people think he's funny so objectively he's funny yeah because it's and it yeah it's almost the same thing right because i don't know if, well like to me that's where because you know how like i kind of come up a little bit more from like a subjective kind of Thaddeus Russell kind of place with like the postmodernism a little bit. I think a lot of times what objective means, if not all the times is that it's something everybody agrees on. Right. That's not maybe the technical definition, but in practice, if something is objective, it means we all agree on it. In theory, it's supposed to mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's correct. I think that's a, that's an unfortunate way that word has been warped because if we're talking objectivity, the only thing that's objective is what's scientifically proven. Mm, I guess that's true. Well, because what science is trying to prove is like things that are true, whether we like it or not, but right, more specifically, whether objective. we're this or, or, but it's also, I think the more accurate one is like, it's true whether we're there or not. You know what I mean? So okay. if a person is like, if something is objectively true, it's, or it's like a fact, it's that way whether people are there or not, right? It's independent of people. Are we about to get right? into Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris discussion about objective and subjective truth? Because I just don't want to do that. I'm sorry. That's no, totally I, my fault for doing that. No, it's cool. I was just saying, for the, I think that's the little bit of a, it's a fuzzy line, right? Because, well, I was just going to say that, like, we don't have to have that conversation. But as far as, I think if, 
what makes something objective is it's independent of human. The pr- way that I think about it is all human knowledge is filtered through humans. So really it's getting into that more intersubjective space where it's like something that either all people or most people, right? So that's the fuzzy line to Sorry, me. Sorry, something, something that all people or most people what? Agree on? Can agree with. Oh, okay. Yeah, like if we all accept something as a fact, then it basically becomes objective, right? It's because the true definition is independent of people, but there's, if you're a person, you can't be independent of people, right? There's no mechanism we have of discovering things independent of ourselves. So breaking news, I just got a message from my friend that says, apparently your queen or whatever has the virus. What? She's she's like 93 years old. Um, I said a friend just sent me a text message that said, apparently your queen or whatever has the virus. Oh, which kind of no. sucks. She's 93, though. You know, that's a pretty fucking great life to to live until 93 years old as basically considered the queen of the world. Yeah, but like, I feel like it's still too soon. Like, she's like a mainstay. You know what I mean? So like, when is when is appropriate? <laughs> I don't know. Cause, no, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's not, it's not like she, she's like an institution unto herself, right? Like, yeah. obviously, the monarchy is its own institution, but her specific reign, like, she's just been here for so long yes, and kind I of know. been like, it's like, you know what I mean? Almost like a parent guiding the country of the UK and like the Western world in a, in a more broader general sense. And it's like, what are we going to do when she's gone? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I trust Prince Charles to like oversee this empire. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, Prince so. Charles. Yeah. Like, I, to be honest, I don't know much about him, but I'm just more comfortable with the queen. She'll have a good head on her shoulders. Okay. Yeah. And I felt like if everything did go too much to crap and like in the UK, like at some point she would know when she would have to step in and reassert the monarchy. You know what I mean? Like, she, I, I trusted that feeling she gave me. Like, if she needed to step in, she would, but she would do it at the... But what is your basis for that? What is your basis for the trust? Just because she's been doing it for a long time? Did you watch The Crown or something? Does she, she like instilled some confidence in No, it's in more. <laughs> yeah, she has instilled a confidence, but it's not like I've been following her life story or whatever. It's just maybe it's especially in this era where she's been fairly good about not making things political. Like she's been like not neutral exactly, but I feel like her tenure has been very inclusive. Or the opposite of divisive, you know what I mean? Like, she's been, you know, she's been trying to serve the British public as a whole. Like, in the UK, you know how you kind of see, like, other public institutions getting much more political, like the BBC? Mm -hmm. Like, the BBC maybe is the best example, right? The BBC and the monarchy are both supposed to serve the whole people, Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to really just, you know, uh, try to care for the people as a whole. But we see with the BBC, or at least when, like, I listen to people like Sargon and stuff, that there's a feeling with a big part of the... UK population that they don't represent all the people. They're not there to serve all the people. They're there to serve a specific set of people and a right. specific set of interests. Right. And I feel like she could have also gone down that road and she did it. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. I understand. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I accept. Okay. I remember we were well, talking about but, phones the other day. Are you leaving? What happened? Sorry. I cut you no, off. no. Okay. No, it's good. No, well, I was just going to say real quick. It might also be the Meghan in context. So. It might be the what? Sorry, I didn't hear you. The Meghan Markle stuff, mm. like her being the type of princess she kind of turned out to be, or it seems like. I feel like 
that's the entry point for the monarchy to go the way of the democracy. Like, if somehow a bunch of people died, Harry and Meghan became king and queen, I feel like it would the monarchy would go down the road of the BBC. But I accept that's an irrational opinion. Like, that's not a well thought out, I looked at all the facts, it's just a feel. But anyways. Okay. I accept your feelings, that's cool. Thank you. I feel accepted and heard. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. I know it's very important to be listened to. It's, it's nice, right? Yeah. Am I just insane? Like, I feel like it's really nice when someone actually just takes the time to sit down and talk to you and listen. Yeah. Well, I it's nice to know that someone cares enough yeah, to do yeah. it. You know That's I mean? a huge sign, isn't it? Like, when someone really listens to you. Yeah. Um, and it kind whenever. of validates you. Yes. Yeah, I think that's my favorite form of validation. Like, whether I have a concern or whether I want to shoot the shit, it's just nice to know when someone is attentive and paying attention. Same shit, fucking synonyms. Um, (laughs) Or listening, right? Like, really listening to you and engaging and and able to respond to points that you've made without trying to distract or without, like, totally going off balance, right? Like, it's crazy to see... (laughs) liberals in particular being asked questions because they when they're asked yes or no questions and they don't answer yes or no and they start going off about something that has nothing to do with the original question like what else is there to assume aside from they're not listening face value wise I mean I'm sure there's some weird stuff going on there where they don't really want to solidly answer that particular question but on face at face value it just looks like they're not listening they're not actually paying attention to the question that's being asked of them yeah well some of the i don't know i think maybe you might have like a specific instance and but when i hear that i can at least think of an instance where it's not that they're not trying to answer the question or it's not that kathy newman where it's like so what you're saying is and then answering the question that they think they heard right Mm -hmm. it could be like um i heard with bernie sanders when he was campaigning and stuff in the u.s he would answer a question about, like, um, because he wants to do the universal care, but for him to do it, it's going to have to require raising everyone's taxes. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the thing, so it was a weird dichotomy between him and Elizabeth Warren, because when Elizabeth Warren was asked about this and she basically wants to do the same thing, she just refuses to answer, say that she's going to raise taxes, right? She's yeah. doing what you're saying where she just won't say it, right? Yes, and everyone yes. knows. Right. And it feels disingenuous and whatever. But the thing that Bernie does is or the thing that he learned to do is he answers the question, but he doesn't do it right at the right because he wants to give a context. Mm -hmm. And the context is basically I am going to raise your taxes, but what you're going to save on your healthcare spending is going to more than make up for what your taxes are going to go up. Right. And he takes a second to explain all that because it's not just a simple. Yes, your taxes are going up or no. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a context. Okay. Hi. Hi. Oh, okay. Oh, he's muted. Okay, fine. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's happening there. Oh. Okay. Uh, Hi. Hello. Hi. What you doing? Um, nothing. Okay. Uh, nothing really. I just saw that you. Uh. Oh, you're live. No, 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 no. I'm live in the in the Discord. Do you see the video? So I was I was testing out the the live video that I can like screen share video from my computer. All right, all right. So it's not on YouTube. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to be the source of dead air, you know. No, no, no. I mean, it, I'm going to put it on YouTube, but I'm, I'm recording oh, yeah. it. You're, you're recording it? Yes. You're going to upload this? Yes. Well, evidently, we have a... Oh, I don't want to uh, change subject. What were you on? Were you on a economics? No, go on your tangent, bro. Go Econometry? No, no, we were just talking about, like, how people don't... It's nice when people actually listen, you know, like, they Fucking can engage... Pineapples. Fuck! <laughs> Talk to me about pineapples. You know what? No, I was just, I was just playing. I was just, no, I was saying uh, we have twelve cases of coronavirus uh, uh, statewide. Uh huh. And two in Forsyth County, which is where I live. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, what is the state of like? What is the state of your state? Are there? Did you say there's shutdowns happening? Like, tell us about it. We were talking yeah. about that earlier, actually. It's like everybody's talking about. It. This is like the biggest one. This is the biggest. Uh, I mean, Ebola, like, okay, if someone's, like, coughing and sneezing up blood, mm -hmm. like, okay, they have Ebola. You can you can run away from them, and, they, and you won't catch it right. unless they're doing that. Yeah. This here, you can be perfectly healthy and spreading the thing, so I guess this is what's making this so bad. And uh, and evidently, uh, I've seen a few sources that said mild cases are a little bit worse than you think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're not, yeah, yeah. you know, this. we've never been given the truth. That's why there's so many people downplaying it. And downplaying it is every bit as dangerous as playing it up. Okay, but what's downplaying? Because, like... Like, oh, it's just nothing, God. It's well, that's nothing. ridiculous, right? So, Tails and I were talking about this earlier. Like, there's obviously a place between it's not a big deal and everybody panic and hide in your bunker. That's more appropriate. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe hide in your bunker is more... Even though it's terrible, it's more appropriate than <laughs> it's nothing. See, you know, I'm saying. Go to the rave and sweat all over each other. <laughs> You know, <laughs> pop a molly and sweat all over each other, and you go go do that, and then go take care of your your aging grandfather. <laughs> you know, you know, take my fluids to your helps. Yeah, so it's this is the biggest one I've seen. I mean, really, there's okay. What do we have? What do we have? Uh, Fifty years. We had whoop, whooping cough, right? Mm. And we had shingles. We had smallpox, and those have been for the most part eradicated. Yeah. For the most part, right? This is like the in, in our life. I don't think anyone in this chat's been was alive when those were out. Mm -mm. Uh, I think uh, Amy, what we mm. you you probably alive at the tail end of when smallpox was a thing. Um, I was born in '88, so so okay. I was born two years later, so we were alive at like the tail end of when sm smallpox was even in people's vocabulary. Okay, right. Because, you know, there's people alive that still have the scar, and they were doing that back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And you can find, you can find like, if you find some of the um, some of the boomers and some of the uh, Gen Xers, they'll have the little scars, a little uh, round scar that they, they they basically, like, you have to stab yourself with it. Not yourself, but, like, the, the nurse has to stab you with this little thing and, like, cut a big chunk into you and then put the <coughs> vaccine in you that way. It's really crazy. Okay. But, yeah. And it's hurt through herd immunity we eradicated those viruses. Mm -hmm. And um, this here, though, I most of me is pretty much believes this was cooked up in some kind of lab. I mean, I hate to be that guy, you know. I hate black helicopters, you know. The, the New World Order staffers, you know. I, I, but this, this, th this is like a perfect virus. <laughs> I'm certainly not of the mind that it was some sort of so. I don't know if you heard the new, the Joe Rogan experience from today uh, or from no, recently, whatever. Okay, well, the the doctor who was talking about it. Oh, that echo though. The 
The doctor who was talking about it was saying there's absolutely no evidence that this was something that was manufactured. And until there is, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to think that it is. It just originated in Wuhan, Wuhan from some bat oh, or something. Even China, China has ditched the whole, like, bat, like, um, narrative. You know, like, China, it's hard to get China to ditch anything. Like, it's hard to say, hey, China, man, cut that shit out. And they, if, and they will. Hmm. No, they, they've even had to abandon that. Oh, somebody ate a bat or a bat pissed in someone's mouth. They had to like they, they that was the narrative for a spell. After after they said bat soup, come on, they cooked that at least, right? Oh my god! Um, yeah. So they now they're they're saying that they don't quite know where it came from. Yeah. And the last thing that I heard, it's a little. I think it's a couple weeks out of date, but it was like originally they thought it came from a bat, but then they went to the market where it the outbreak started and there weren't any bats there so then they thought it started with a bat but it went into something else and then it got into yeah. humans hold on origin of wuhan yeah so the idea that they can trace it back to a bat or some guy eating bat soup it's kind of nuts because i mean that that's like the epicenter that place is like <laughs> yeah, who would like even have the balls to go in there and investigate that well, I would imagine. I mean, if it's China and it's like normal cats and stuff, it probably wouldn't be that scary. Now, the one thing, it, it it's spreading here at like an alarming rate in America. And uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Like it's we have a no, thousand. Okay. We have over. We have over a thousand. No, so I get. Now. I get that it's a Which lot, and more. I get that it feels like it's fast. But is it like really an alarming rate, or is it? Normal. Faster that, than that faster than uh, SARS, faster than anything that didn't burn itself out before it got you know got this far in such a little time. Hmm. Okay. Which means if there's a thousand confirmed cases, there's probably like I want to say three thousand. Oh, there's way just, there's probably way more people that that have it than we know about. Just because, I'd probably say five thousand, dude, especially in the states because the testing is very poor. And and yeah. I have no doubt that there's going to be such a strain on the medical system because they're not going to be able to test people quick enough to even figure out yeah. how many people have it. Tom Hanks has it. Yeah, and his wife too. And I gave it to him. Oh, you <laughs> asshole. So that means Being you have it. Why are you here? I don't want to get your... Wuhan, just, is it I a bioweapon? Maybe. I just got him a, a Asian mail or, uh, mail order prostitute. Okay, you so know, all the like cases so. in your state can probably be traced back to you and your stupid fucking yeah. mail order. No, I just clicked buttons. They say talking it can tran it can it can transmit digitally. So talking about it will uh get you connect. Get well, you I guess that's it for us. We done. You'll be confected. You'll be yeah. confected with it. Yeah, but it's definitely not man made. I mean, yeah. natural viruses always transmit through the internet. Like, that's just, I that's can't just stop touching my face, and it's because I get like a little itch here or there, and I don't know what to yep. do about it. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, the only two body parts I ever touch is like my face and my dick. So, yeah. those are going to be like the epicenters. Of my, Same. My I touch my face and my dick all day, too. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, uh, that's where it's that's going to be the epicenter. So, if, if I need to get tested, <laughs> they need to test those places first. Is the problem at. Touching your face, or is it touching you with your like? If you it's like scratch with your forearm. See, I don't feel that bad at home. Your, touching your face with your dick is like the problem. Oh yeah, it's hard <laughs> to do, especially harder for me to do right now. It used to be pretty easy. Uh, now it's well, kind of hard. Well, it's because Eric's fat. <laughs> yeah, I used to. I used to. I used to do one of them crunches like the athletes. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I didn't actually go to work today because I wasn't. Conversations devolve so fast. Well, I blame you for that. This conversation came a very long way. You became you. This was like a pretty orderly conversation, and then you were like, "You're like the human embodiment of entropy. You just come in and you just add chaos to the entire equation, and then it goes all. It all goes fucking nuts. But that's a good thing. That's all right. It's entertaining. This is a good thing. Tails thought he was gonna be part of something more highbrow. No, I was was just trying to scratch my face with my tail. So there's diagrams. (laughs) There's diagrams of me and like evolutionary classes of like like we we're so low brow we're like now like i'm a caveman that's how low my brow is that's how low your brow is <laughs> yeah. neanderthal i'm gonna name my son grog yeah I, that grog, sounds about right grog, guitar. you know so he's gonna be so do you have like a six head now or where are you at no it just goes it just goes man it just goes just goes just go with it go with it man just go with it no, but for real though, right? Is it so? Is it the hand touching problem, or is it touching? Problem? It's touching. Think. See, your sinuses open up in your face, like your nose, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, all that stuff. And um, so, if you touch anywhere on your body, it's the best entrance for it is your sinuses, and it's mm-hmm. it's only got it doesn't have to migrate far to get in your eyes, your mouth, and nose, and etc. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your face is why why it's such a problem. But I mean, when I'm at home, if I touch stuff at home and I touch my my face, I'm not as concerned. It's more when I'm out in public, right? Like I'm on grocery yeah. shopping today. Don't touch I'm the your same. face in public. Yeah, exactly. But it's so hard because if you have an itch or something, it's just instinctive to touch your fucking face and scratch would your itch. A hundred thousand dollars to get on a public bus and then rub my hand along the floor where my feet go and then just wipe my eyes with it. Ugh! A hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars to die. I wouldn't die. I'd get over. It. I'd buy all, I'd, as soon as I got paid. I'd go buy up all the flu medicine. I would buy buy out. Like I'd say, here, Doc, here's ten thousand. Give me, here, give me some of that coating cough syrup. And then I was like, <laughs> I'll just go home and I'll just just wait it, wing it out, man. I'd beat it. I think I just got pink eye listening to you talking. About <laughs> <laughs> you want pink ear? You want pink ear? No, put ear up to the, put ear up to the speaker. <laughs> 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 you must have had a day today. Are you feeling rambunctious? No, I'm drinking. Oh, damn it. Why tonight? Because uh, I got rum. Damn it. Should have done it tomorrow. I would have drank with you. I'm going to have rum tomorrow. I got a lot of rum. All right, cool. I have Kraken. What are you drinking? Oh, uh, just some cheap ass. I, I went up and bought at the liquor store a bit. I uh, just got some Bacardi. Oh, okay, okay. Dark or, or white? Uh, gold. Gotcha. Gold, yeah. So I'm just Bacardi. I mean, it's not like bottom shelf stuff. It's just very cheap, pretty decent room. Okay, whatever. I uh, cracking is good. You're gonna judge me. You're gonna you're gonna uh, uh, liquor. You're gonna sauce no, judge I'm me. I'm not gonna judge you. I'm pretty sure I already determined you were white trash ages ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, my uh, assessment is correct. You can't even argue. So your assessment. Indeed. Wow. Indeed. Wow, I can't That's believe That's the nicest assessment you got there. <laughs> <laughs> so we determined uh, the other day um, how what temperature it would take to cook the wild out of Amy's babies. Yeah. If you're going to eat one. <laughs> what did you say? I can't remember. What did you say? 375 degrees? And I said, you eat a lot of <laughs> store-bought pizza? <laughs> yes, yes. And I called her red-handed. 
I caught her with a red Baron pizza in her hand. <laughs> trying to chuck that thing in the oven. I fucking told you DiGiorno is shit. I don't need that stuff. The red Baron we don't have here. You you were telling me that was a pizza you have over there. Yeah. Wait, you Tom's don't like the DiGiorno? No, DiGiorno's garbage. Have you not had the stuffed crust ones? Oh, I don't like the stuffed crust shit. Unless it's pizza Tails, hut, I, unless I, it's fresh. I've, I've judged Amy. Tails, I'm going to judge you. Um, everything you eat comes from some sort of hot pocket. Mm, no, Close. maybe that could have been true for like a period of months, a few years ago. But then I got my teeth. <laughs> okay, I got my new teeth in. They grew in, and I could eat big wick food. So, no, you What's just sound there? like a hot pocket guy. <laughs> yeah. You just sound like I a sound hot like pocket. A pin, period. Into beans and uh, taters guy, but you sound like a hot pocket guy. Oh, Eric, you sound First like a all, taters in the pocket kind of guy. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say, but I'm gonna say it because it, was, it wasn't even funny. <laughs> Taters in the pocket sounds wrong. Um, yeah, there's, they don't even make the Amy. Just get... Eric sounds wrong. That's why he seems like the guy who would walk around with taters in his pocket. Yeah, oh, you never know. You might need to give one somebody a potato. They might need a potato. They might need to pull it out. And say, here you go. <laughs> oh, isn't that like uh, that? Sounds that... like it would be an Iowa thing. I'm not from oh. Iowa. I know. That's why it's uh, it doesn't seem quite in line. Is aren't they known for their potatoes? Am I inaccurate right now? I can neither confirm nor deny well, whether you're accurate or not. That doesn't fucking help me. Are you pleading the fifth right now? That's not helpful. Yeah, yeah. Because I got a friend from Iowa, and I told him I wouldn't sell him out. So fuck you. I, th I thought Iowa was corn. I feel like Idaho was. No, it's potatoes. Oh, tails. Idaho. Yeah. He's right. No, it's Idaho. <laughs> Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> Idaho spuds. You never heard of Idaho spuds? <laughs> no. You don't even know what a spud is. Yes, I know you? what a spud is because I used to come to the states all the time as a child and used to get spuds well, in in Bellingham, Washington. All the time as a child. Yeah, no what shit. Is a spud? So it's like a, a it's like a potato that's cut into four pieces and seasoned and then cooked in some certain way to make it so delicious it's retarded. Oh yeah. I Wait, some... Isn't that potato wedges? No. I had, I had a British friend. Oh yeah. Well, yes, I was talking to my British friend in in a, in a group chat uh, last night on Facebook, and he mm. like, I don't know, like I think I made it like a pedophile joke, right? And then he said he started calling me a nonce. <laughs> I didn't know what a not. No, don't laugh yet. No, I, didn't I know, know what a nonce was. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I thought it just meant dumbass. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a nonce. <laughs> you know? And I guess I'll be a nonce again. So no joke, I did the same no, no, thing. We're going, to, we're going to, and uh, and then I said, "Hey, we should make the Nazi party." And he's like, "You, you do know, you, you do, you do know what a Nazi is, right?" <laughs> and uh, I was like, I, I, uh, "I thought it meant dumbass, but Google's telling me otherwise." Yeah. And how yeah. I don't think I should have Googled this. So I heard that word before, and I remember I think I called Sean a nonce, and he's like, "Wow, you don't have to take it that far." And I was like, "What?" He's like, you just called me a kitty fiddler. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I've now... <laughs> kitty, I've, kitty fiddler on the roof. I've now replaced that word with ninny because ninny yeah. sounds more appropriate. Yeah, but, like, where in Latin and Greek did nonce come to mean pedo? I don't know. That's a great question. Like, where we should, that... we should look up the etymology of that word. Were they... Were they common or something and it just became so common that you, you nonce? Like, was like because that's, like, an easy word to come up with. Why does it mean that when it could, like, it seems like it would mean dumbass better. I love this. Nonce. Plural. Like you nonces. 
It's plural. A sex offender, especially one who is guilty of sexual offenses against children. And the example, the example they give you how to use that word is that bloke who lives at number 53 is a nonce. <laughs> but, but there's also another definition, an alternate one that says a stupid or worthless person. So you're not really wrong. Maybe not dumbass. Yeah, but... see, see, I was half right. I didn't, I didn't even see that definition. I just thought this was what it always meant. <laughs> Urban Dictionary is great. Um, they are. The Urban Dictionary is so they... <laughs> Nonce. Used by prison staff to explain the segregation of inmates who are convicted of sex crimes towards children and other inmates. What I have you... a friend that's in the Urban Dictionary. Do you? Let me check if he's still there. Pilot Doofy. Dude, can, Pilot I, just, can I just read Doofy. the second definition, definition first and then I'll De- check yours? Defamation. You can read the second defamation. Okay. <laughs> what you call your mate just because you're jealous of him for having an attractive 16-year-old girlfriend. He is. He is. <laughs> he's still there. Pilot Doofy is still in Urban Dictionary. I'm linking it. Okay. P-I-L-O-T-D-O-O-F-Y. A person who is obsessed with guns? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. A really ugly... I mean, I don't know if you can guess who he is, but Pilot Doofy is still... <laughs> Pilot Doofy <laughs> is still... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. And it's there. When, once Pilot, once it's in... Um, yeah, Pilot Doofy is my friend. Um, Can't really... That's a great sentence. Pilot Doofy is my friend. Pi- Pilot Doofy, my friend. <laughs> Hey, my friend. Uh, I have to go and get prepared to go to sleep because I'm actually going to try and go to work tomorrow. I probably you shouldn't. You're going to get me all riled up in here drinking and then, then just stay and just like leave and leave me here with tales. I'm so sorry, but he's actually quite entertaining. I know. I like tales. It was fun. We had a good we had a good conversation one time when I schooled him on philosophy and uh, IQ and um, what? Uh, Snorjab Peterson. Why did I miss? Um, why did I miss that conversation? It was so traumatic that you blocked it out of your mind. Really? Was yeah. I there? Yeah, you were there, and you were like, "Oh, I can't believe! I can't believe you schooled tales so bad." <laughs> you just blocked it out of your mind. No, nah, I got. No, nah, we had a great conversation. Yeah, you got PTSD. No, nah, no, nah, it was fun. It was fun. It was very, actually, very calm and chill. Really. Normally, which is not a not a not normal for me. I must have been very, very, very tired. Yeah, actually, I think we ended the conversation because you were like, all right, I didn't go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I was tired. But only for an hour because I don't sleep that long. And I was tired and I was on Adderall, but I'm not on Adderall now and I'm not tired. So what gives, man? The speed is gone and I'm, I still feel like I'm on speed. How do you take Adderall when you have so much energy and you're so speedy already? Like, doesn't that just fucking... I don't know, but I think whatever was wrong is about to write itself. And you better watch out because it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> you're already a nightmare. You're already a nightmare. I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> I got yeah. alpha, I just uh, I just got recommended that I should try Alpha Brain, and I got some, and I just got some uh, this week. And did you take it tonight? Take it tonight? Yes. Well, that fucking explains it. I didn't take Adderall, but I took Alpha I Brain. Like my, like, all my high IQ thoughts are coming together in ways that only mushrooms could do. Yeah. Hey, I've taken yeah. that stuff before too. I felt pretty. Um, it makes you. It does kind of make you feel like there's definitely some sort of stimulant action going on and it makes you feel really alert and like you can integrate and think better, which I don't know if that's placebo because I've heard Joe Rogan say the ad to me so many fucking times or if it's the actual medication that's effective. See, I feel like I do better. Like I'm better when everything's wrong though. Mm, 
Okay. I like that. When everything is wrong, when, like... Yes, when because I'm you're, you are an agent of entropy. Of course you feel right when everything is wrong. I don't have wrong. no clue what that means. But, um... <laughs> All right, agent of, of chaos. I know agent of entropy. I, I got, I got you. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, when everything's wrong, when all the bills are coming in, and when the income is low, and when I'm actually starting to feel hungry, and I'm out of liquor, and like everything's just going wrong, that's when you see the best me. Mm. But when things are going right, you see the wrong me. It's like I start to start to fall in line. Fall in and, line know, or like, fall apart. Fall in line, which that's falling in line is falling apart for me. Um. Uh, uh, somebody said an adventure begins when everything goes wrong, mm -hmm. and I think I live by that. I yeah, don't, yeah. I never meant to live by that, but I think I live by that. Yeah, but right now I feel like everything's going wrong, but everything's actually going right. <laughs> there's a there's a freaking retrovirus killing Dude, everyone. You're, what's what you're familiar <laughs> with is like the opposite. It's kind of like me. I feel I feel like when there's wasn't I talking to you about this the other day? Like. I feel familiarized to abusive situations, so that's, like, more comfortable to me than a situation that's more stable. It's, like, you're more stable in situations of instability. Yeah. It's like I thrive off that. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if, the, if the apocalypse happened, I'd be the guy starting the cult. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, there Okay, I'm going to stop recording. Let's just say bye, and then you cannot be beholden to my imprisonment. Well, no, keep recording. Keep recording, because this is good. I'm about to give you gold. Okay, fine. Okay, all right. My whole life, people have been attracted to me, and, like, I get that. Like, I understand that. Like, I'll say something just that seems completely random, like, normal to me to say. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm great. I'm not saying that I'm awesome, right? Like, I think, I just think regular thoughts. I really do. I'm not some, like, I'm very humble, right? I'm very... Right, but I'll say something like, you know, you're right. Oh my God, I never thought of that way before. Thought of it that way before, and uh, like, wow, wow, man, wow, yeah, for real. And it, it, it happens, and people see like leadership in me where I don't see it. I like to. I'm a, I'm more of a loner really than than a leader. You know, I feel, and it's um, it's strange. That was the gold. That was the gold. You, Is that you, you feel like a you feel like you're not I a mean, leader, but people I'm tell bit, you you I'm are. A bit too drunk to go into like details about it, but like yeah, like there's this okay, okay, um, RTC teacher. No reason. I was the fa like okay. I was a fat kid. Then I was really skinny and like lean and like awesome. But before that, I was a little fat kid. Yeah. Couldn't put my uniform on right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I got promoted and made a uh, class leader for no reason. And then another teacher made me the class leader for no reason. And, um, like, I didn't earn, like, like I can understand if you get out there and you really earn it, right? It wasn't me. And then I got, I, I worked a fast food job. I, I was always on drugs, not even how we like, drugs. Like and what? I was made a how manager. Are you, how are you working and on drugs? <laughs> are you talking, you like, worked? Adderall or are you talking, like, acid or mushrooms? What are we talking here? Sometimes that. How the fuck do you do that? Didn't that freak you the fuck out? Everything's all like crazy, and I thrive in things like that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. But like your consciousness is just so scrambled when you're high on acid or yeah. mushrooms that it's almost impossible I'm or not, challenging. You know, everything, everything comes to a fine point for me. Like everything, things that that like are disconnected for most people, they just mm -hmm. come to me like like a perfect like a laser beam, like okay, you know, on that stuff. Like, um, but I did that. 
and I was promoted. I was I was made into a manager, and I was really good. All the people liked me, and they like would come to me for advice and ask me to help them. And like I was I was always I, like I stood up for the uh, employees against uh, upper management and shit like that. And then I lost my temper and lost that job. Oh man, I lost my temper. Good. Maybe you just but, have uh, an energy about you. That's what it is. I think you charisma. just have a commanding energy about you. Yes. He's got that Donald now, Trump charisma. Mm-hmm. Go forth and send me nudes. <laughs> I have to pee so bad. Don't send me that. No, I don't, I don't know. want to. Not in the mood. Ew. Not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to have something on tap for you. Ha ha ha. When you Some are in piss the mood. Nudes. Some piss nudes. Ew, what's a piss nude look like? <laughs> you said you had to piss. I was like, piss nudes? Yeah, but what? But now I want to know what a piss nude would look like since it's you just word. said it willy nilly. Google it. I'm not like... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. Okay. And then after all that work stuff and school stuff, um, just groups of friends, like I'd go to a party and just start talking. And I'm a small gatherings guy. I'm not a party guy, but yeah. I can put on the persona. I can put on the persona, right? I'm, and then before I know it, I'm talking. I'm not even that fucked up. And uh, there's just people around me just like listening to what I have to say, just eating it up like it's a church service. Like I'm Charles Manson or something. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I, catch, I have to catch myself in the middle of that. Like, I feel like Charles Manson. Like, and it's just really strange. And I feel like if something chaotic were to happen and I were to survive it, I think I probably would accidentally start a cult. Mm, I feel like you wouldn't start a cult. You would be the religion of the cult, like the story of Eric, the gospel yeah. of Eric. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Tails, what are you doing? Don't blow his head up even more. My head's not easy. Yes, blow blow me. I mean, blow my head up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you asking me or Tails? Uh, eeny, meeny, money, money. <laughs> Hey, I'm not the one sending the piss nudes. I ain't sending no piss nudes nowhere. I don't catch, even know what a piss nude is. Catch the tails or catch the hoe. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I've been telling people that I have ho-rona-virus. I think that's hilarious. Ho-rona-virus. And it always takes them a moment. Yeah, like the guys at work at the warehouse and stuff. I would cough and they'd be like, oh my god, are you sick of corona? I'm like, no, I have ho-rona. And they're like, oh. It's like, called herpes. <laughs> Yeah. Just, that I mean, was Joe. I know you don't have that. I know. I know I don't have I've that. I wouldn't be offended. I've seen the pictures. You don't have it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she sends the non nude piss. <laughs> the non piss nudes. Piss? No. The, there's definitely piss, but no nude. <laughs> oh. It's nude piss, though. Grody. The, the piss is nude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gro- you know, the conversation is quite pissing. Yeah, this is this is what happens when you when entropy interjects into that. situations. No, Eric, that's not what we're talking about. However, why would you decide on a Thursday night to drink rum? Yes, I've seen the Big Lebowski. <laughs> you said this is what happens in Paul's. I was like, fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, delete that part because I hate pointing out pointing out my jokes. No. I'm not deleting that. Oh, you're gonna just let me ha- leave me hanging there like that. That was a natural moment. That's how it goes. <laughs> okay. Mm. That was organic, no? Yeah. This, yeah. Like, we can submit this to Nat Geo. This is like capturing a wild Eric in his natural environment. So how much? How much? What would the temperature be to cook the wild out of your fucking monstrous 
fucking demonic offspring? Hmm, probably like a lot. Probably none because they're probably fucking they're demonic, so they're probably no, they're okay with normal. hellish temperatures. No, no, no. They'd be so traumatized by being raised by me that they would like they would probably crave stability. Hmm. You know, and they'd be super like pinpoint normal, more successful than I ever could be. And I'd I'd show up to borrow money from them. I feel like that would not be the case. I feel like if you had children, that would be fucking even worse than you. Because you'd probably oh, fuck I... some crazy bitch and make kids with her. Yeah. Oh, some crazy bitches. Like, okay, after all this, single mothers and, like, chicks. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not into single mothers, but, like, single mothers, like, you know, you're right. You're right. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to raise your kid. You're not... No one's going to be happy in this situation. No, no, and, um, it's tough. Because I can play this, I can play stable, but it it takes a toll on me. Could you play stepdad? Do you think you could ever actually be with a, a single mother? With a I would be child? the most stepdad. Like I'd I'd show up in his room, like, hey, I used to do things like you used to do. I used to smoke the weed, man. Smoke I'd the like, weed, I'd, I'd be man. like that. Yeah, I used to roll a J. Like, I'd be, I'd tell that stuff. <laughs> And he'd, he'd be like, God, stepdad, you're such a queer, a square. And like, you'd see me like rail a line, like in my, <laughs> I'd be the shit and rail a line and like, oh. Is that what a cliche stepfather is like? No, no, no. See, he would see the cliche, but then he would catch me railing a line. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know. So you just talk a bunch of shit and then you do yeah, something but not, different. Yeah, but live by none of it. Yeah, okay. You're one of those. Do I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Not Christmas. No? For what? Your birthday? I mean it's not Christmas, so you can't say that. Christmas in July is coming up. I don't I don't like I don't like uh, no it's not, because everybody's gonna be dead. That's true. Oh. Hey, we're not gonna be dead, okay? It's not a global pandemic anymore, it's a global it's a global cut off. Yeah, I know. You cut off right when you said it. Ah, uh, I was saying it's not a global pandemic anymore. The one is it? <laughs> adventure. Global oh, adventure. Oh, it's an adventure. There you go. Yeah, because remember. Adventure. Oh my god, look at that. What a bring, positive spin. Silver bring linings. Bring plenty of Kleenexes. Bring plenty of Kleenexes. <laughs> I have a Kleenex. Like, you Let's know see. those travel Kleenex As pouches? In- I keep them in my jacket pocket now. As an agent of entropy, I know the entropy did not cause this virus, and therefore there's a structure to it that I can only see being made by the hands of man, and I'm here to stop it. <sighs> I think it's time for tinfoil hats, because uh, that's where yeah. it feels like it's going. I know. Hey, to be fair, that is not the most tinfoil hat. It's weird that the virus started right next to a bio lab. They, in- I know. Coincidence, perhaps? There are coincidences in life? Some, they used to say that wasn't there the case, are. and they had to release it say, yeah. It was near there, but what I'm thinking, okay, is that they might have been constructing a virus to be able to fight soup, like future viruses of the future, right? Okay. So they could, because okay. they, they produce medicine for us. So why would they try to kill us off if they were made money off of us? But maybe they constructed a virus so advanced that they were trying to create vaccines ahead of, like years ahead of time, like 30, you know, 30, 40 years ahead of time, mm-hmm. and have the viruses on lock. Maybe they, in, you know, we know that the government does these things. Like, uh, we know that our government does. We know that Chinese government does. We know, like, every superpower does have, they do study viruses, and they do splice genes. Their mm-hmm. CRISPR software exists. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not even I'm not even trying to apply malice to them, even though they're communist bastards. Um, I'm not even going to apply malice to them. I'm going to say maybe since that they're in the industry, uh, maybe they were splicing together some sort of disease to study so that they could come up with vaccines years ahead of time, for, you know, to be ready when nature drops this sort of thing. Okay, but I don't think that human-constructed viruses or anything, bacteria, would ever be able to compete with nature. I mean, it's a, it's an adorable little experiment if you think you can try and do that, but nothing is going to adapt like anything created by nature, because that's what things in nature are meant to do. I don't know about oh, that. Uh, nuclear, there's nuclear reactors in nature. I'm going to listen to what the experts say, and the guy who was on the Rogan Experience said that there's Here nothing that a human... Hold on. There's nothing that a human being could create that Mother Nature could not do better, and I, I agree with that. And there's I'm open to being right. proven wrong if we create something Well, I mean, Mother Nature could easily cook up a better virus if that's what you're asking for, but, you know, you can go pray to whatever Hindu god you pray to for that. What? Well... <laughs> No, okay, so whenever this first started, I heard rumors or speculation, I don't know what you call it exactly, mm -hmm. but that if in the coronavirus that was um, affecting people, that there were signs that it had characteristics of the HIV virus, which maybe, like, a human didn't make... Like, there's, yeah. like, an insert, like, an insert, like, that does not go with the cold. Yeah, so, I don't know if that's been disconfirmed over time, or if it's, like, in that grayer or whatever. It might be in the grayer. Yeah, I don't believe that about the human versus nature thing. Like, I think in some sense, because we take a lot of design cues from nature, but I don't see nature building a starship that's going okay. That's a pretty human. I don't see us building that anytime soon either, but yeah, I get you. I, I understand your point. No, what you call it? They're, well, I, maybe not to Mars, but to the moon but, and stuff. Like, Elon hmm. Musk is on. Nature does have nuclear reactors. It that's does. The sun. No, 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 no. There's, no, that's there's, a fusion reactor, right? There, there, there's rock reactors, like, where uranium is uh, surrounded by, you know, what, graphite, and, you know, it's where we learned it. Because um, we use graphite rods and all that stuff. Or, no, we use graphite and we use a certain metal, and then we use uranium rods, or whatever, however that goes. Um, there, there are certain rocks, like, within the vicinity of each other mm -hmm. that create a reaction. You can look them up. It's called natural reactors. Look it up. It's really crazy. Anyways, though, I do think that people probably could make viruses. Maybe not like from nothing, but they could probably play with viruses that already exist CRISPR. and make more. We have CRISPR yeah. gene editing software. We can, I mean, it can be done. And we know the Chinese have already played with this. Remember that kid that they uh, raised or bred or whatever so that it's immune to AIDS? Yeah. And it's AIDS! I didn't even think about that. That's the one that they did, right? Yeah. The, how, it's not far-fetched. As if China would be honest with us about that. Oh, you're yeah, right. They would. Natural fission reactors. Natural nuclear fission reactor is a uranium mm -hmm. deposit where self-sustaining nuclear chain reactions have occurred. Yeah. And there's evidence of them, like there's old rock, like just discolored rock from mm -hmm. being... And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It's interesting. And, uh, they're, um... What was I fixing to say? Uh, another drink. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. If you want to think about that for a sec, I what? would like to ask the scientist that was on Joe Rogan that I didn't watch. Was he saying that humans will never be able to make things that are better than nature, or just so far, or what's the basis for that? 
I mean, we can build a boat better than a log. I mean, yeah, if you're sinking, like if you're about to drown, you can grab a floating log, but you'd rather have a boat, wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't know. I'll... I mean, a log's purpose was never to be a boat, but I'm Guys, just saying. Guys, say bye. 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 Bye.